0: Welcome to the final episode of a Harlequins podcast. Two wins and four quarters. My name's Michael. I'm sat here with my cousin Will. Baby, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We Your did voice anymore. says
1: it all. Your voice says it all. You Mate, I've got any been voice
0: croaking there. at school all day. I haven't stopped. Oh, I've just put this I shirt back on. I haven't stopped weekend. Anymore. This shirt absolutely reeks of whatever I was spilling down it on Friday and on Saturday. Sorry, it stinks, but
1: I don't want to ever wash it off. Frame it. Keep the memories in it. Pure euphoria, wasn't it? I can't can't even articulate what it means. Just pure joy, pride, happiness. Everything all bundled into one. I can't believe after the year that everybody's had with COVID, with lockdowns, with the season starting, getting thumped 33-3 at home to Exeter, with your head coach getting sacked halfway through the season, not just the players and the staff and, and the coaches, etc., the fans, the year they've had, the hardship, the, the struggles, the, the roller that we've been on, to end it here in June in the sunshine at the big stoop by beating the best of the best in an absolute thriller as well. We did it the Quinn's way. I just can't put that into words. It's something I'll never forget. We did something it. Our I'll way. Never forget.
0: We did it our way, didn't we? Did our we? Way. I mean special. We're going to try and do this episode and not just ramble on for hours and hours and hours about what day it was, because I will sit here until the cows come home. There's so much to talk about. I want to relive the whole thing. I want to do it over and over and over again. I I I want to have that day again. And I hope we do in in another year or another two years, and maybe it'll be different. I want to have that day again
1: in some capacity. You know what's funny? What's, What's funny is that we're... We're mid-20s, living in London, yeah. out drinking, having a good time, as you do at this stage of your life. And there's <laughs> there's countless occasions where I'll go out and I won't be able to recall what happened that weekend or I'll have, like, blurred yeah. memories, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went he- we, we went hard this weekend. We went yeah, after it, it. We went there to party and have a good time, regardless yeah, of the right. result. And when the result happens, it, it's like a night out on steroids, isn't it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> And for all of the alcohol consumed, all that happened, I would just remember everything so vividly.
0: Yeah. Let me, how do I describe it? I've got, do you know what I've got? I've got, I've got like a timeline in my head. I've yeah. got, I, I can picture you walking down my driveway. <laughs> yeah. And just, No amount of beer will ever remove these memories. And seeing a smile on your face. I remember sitting in the pub next door to my house. In our pink shirts. In our pink shirts. I remember getting on the bus. And then everything just goes from there. The blue shirt we were in, the walk, everything. Obviously, I could keep going, but I I remember... remember Every single detail. and I'm never going to forget that. For as long as I live, that day will be in my mind. I mean, like, I don't even know. Should we start in... Let's start start with the day.
1: Start with the day. Let's
0: start start in the pregame. I think the the best way to do this is obviously, you know... We'll, we'll try and put, paint a picture of how our day led up to the start of the game. You came around to my place about one o'clock. We went into the pub. We got the bus into Twickenham. We met a, fa- a fellow fan on the bus. This is one of the few things I do think I can't remember his name. I think it was John. Was it John?
1: I think it was John. It was John, John, if
0: you're listening, if we met you on the bus, thank you. Because John said he had, yeah. two, he had, he had a, a table at the Prince Blue gym in Twickenham. His mate had another table. They were going to join one a week and we could have the spare. Amazing. So we get we get there, we meet loads of fellow fans, we bumped into people we know, Dave Rogers, who I'm sure all of you that listen to this will know by now, who does the Quinn's media, um, the front of camera staff, does an amazing job in the front row. Quinn's live, interviewing everyone, does an amazing, amazing job. He and a, a top one, bloke. Top bloke. And just, and just a top bloke. Yeah, he, he's he's going to be running somewhere in Walthamstow, giving him massive fist pumps in the air now, we're giving him a bit of a pump. <laughs> Yeah, It was a massive day, sitting in the pub with him in the blue chair, And then we, you know, what we actually had had a bit of consideration to make because I wasn't sure whether the walk would be in the same way that people remember it from 2012. I don't know if that was the same with you.
1: No, no, mate, I knew it was happening. Yeah,
0: I knew it was happening. I I just wasn't sure if it was going to be in the same, you know, fans lining the streets thing. But it absolutely was. I'm so glad we did it. That would be my life. That was
1: brilliant. I think that set up the tone for the day, and I think that almost gives us that that competitive advantage when our 100%. squad has got to walk over their own turf to get to the big stoop and they're getting rallied on by thousands of Queens fans most of them not even ticket holders most no. of them just come out to support we the met lads so many
0: people doing that they were saying I haven't even got a ticket i just want to be i want to be part of this moment this is maybe the, the only moment that i'm going to be part of i haven't got a ticket to the game yeah. this is the guy I- i'm to be
1: for and i remember being um being in the, the stoop car park as they're walking past and we've got the chance going. Uh, the lads have got the rugby coming home flag out, yeah. um, and and as the players start walking past, like we're recognising a few of them, and they like clock eye contact. They're in the zone, but they also want to enjoy it and sort of embrace it and and have a smile with you. And and then they <laughs> start going over the bridge, and obviously fans can't line that, so we're jumping over the road getting to the other <laughs> side. <laughs> so when they, come, so matter, when they come, the traffic. So when they get to the other side of the bridge, we're there again. Like, come on, boys, <laughs> come on, enjoy it, lads, enjoy it. I think that was the key phrase for me. Lots of people weren't like, Come on, lads, do it, get into them. It was more like, It was enjoy it, it was have fun, have fun. It's what we've stood for all season, it's what makes us different, it's what makes us play exciting rugby. And I just think, like, we've we wrote our own script 28 nil down away at Bristol from that moment on. Our team were just freakish from one to 23, just what they found deep inside them is just next level and the bond that they've got for each other must have a huge role to play in that and just enjoying themselves and it's not a job it's a hobby right you've got to enjoy it yeah got to enjoy it I Um, think one of the things that's really really amazing
0: for me and I don't I, I generally can't talk any louder than this my voice is absolutely killing me when we were doing the walkway we've been really lucky and we said it when we went to the Newcastle game to go meet all these people that we've connected with via social media in, the, in, the, in various forms this year, but we managed to meet for the first time. Burge, who's been yeah, such a lawful of support of ours, and we had so much amazing conversation with him. Bumping into Cathy again, Cathy Churchill, Scots Ranger on Instagram. George, who connected with us about two days before the game, saying he's had two tickets, his dad can't come. He flew down from Scotland the morning of the game. He by up, himself. He by by himself. by himself. He ended up selling his ticket to Marcus Smith's mum. He also <laughs> the story. Told, he was then told us the, the day that it wasn't actually for his mum; it's for another member of the family. But the fact that she was on some Facebook page to get a spare ticket is incredible. Yeah. And then yeah. And then the most the weirdest thing is you get to the you get to Twickenham, and that's actually the bit in the day where I felt a little bit strange because it wasn't like Twickenham that I remember. It wasn't like going to a big game. It wasn't like going to an England game it was it was quieter but it didn't seem any less different I've I probably I probably phrased that really really poorly it, it was quieter in terms of it wasn't just halls and halls and halls and halls of people of course in terms was. of footfall
1: yeah but it in was in terms of noise in
0: terms of all, noise. all, the, all the
1: interviews through. I've watched back afterwards Joe marler's interview anybody's interview you can barely hear the person speaking yeah. you can just hear the ruckus of the, of the fans and the, the singing and the chanting and this is long after full time. Yeah. And even throughout the game, I remember Danny Kerr saying he barely hear the Chiefs fans. He didn't even know they were any there. That's not a dig at the Chiefs fans. That's bumping up our lot who were who turned up and showed up in full voice. So
0: I think again, makes
1: you, it just makes you so proud, doesn't it, to be a part of a group? Oh, like of course that. it does. And When I say a group, I mean a group of fans. Like yeah. we, we all we all buy into the same thing. We all go through the emotions together every single week. I and mean, when it comes we down the same, to this we all wear moment. the
0: same colours every time we watch the boys play.
1: And a lot of people, not our fans, but a lot of rugby pundits or rugby fans outside of the club would have thought, oh, yeah, imposter syndrome. Quinns don't really deserve to be there. They've managed to fluke it against Bristol, if you can call it fluking it. And now they're in a final against sex to massive underdogs. I saw uh, on Good Bad Rugby, I think it was Jack Noel talking about how they prepare for Quins, And they were like, well, they don't do anything special. They just chuck it around. And it's like, well, you still can't stop that. That's yeah. not the point. And um, people wrote us off, and we, we just rewrote our own script we broke convention um it was just special and when we lost our head coach it had been so easy for us just to crumble uh, and nobody take responsibility because there isn't that fool guy um and you can all kind of you can crumble but the opposite happened everybody was galvanized everybody became responsible that's not just the coaches that's the players that's the senior players all of a sudden we've got no head coach right well we're gonna step up and then the younger players were like, well, right, well, we're going to step up. And the coaches were like, well, we're in it together. Like, although there's not one sole person, we're, we're here to win. It's not about doggy dog, keep your job. Yeah, We're here to win. And it would have been so easy for us to crumble. So again, it's just another little subplot, a little story in this incredible, miraculous season, which has got us to where we are now. Double champs. Double champs. Mike Brown's a part in the club, not only as a legend, but as a two-time premiership champion. Yeah. we'll we'll miss him and we're oh. so proud of the lads for, for sending him off in that way God,
0: we'll miss him should we um should we talk about the game yeah let's try and to again, talk about the game this is actually something that we don't really do a whole lot you know we don't when we do these recordings we don't often break down the game you know moment by moment step by step because it's it's quite a difficult thing to do um and sort of give real clarity to but i remember the game so clearly it's one of the games that i've watched where actually i remember the phases that happen i remember the moments in the game i remember you know when they were on top when we were on top when they were a yeah. man down when we were player down when we had the ball when they were kicking when we were doing this i remember all that quite weirdly
1: so you can feel the momentum change the you? momentum change that in first that game, try oh my god that first try was crucial we had to be the first team to score i think after the last few starts we've had and yeah and getting behind and in a final as well you want to be the first to to get off the Perfect. mark um, and the fact that it was a penalty try and the yellow card as well we really set the tone, and that was when we got our tails up. They obviously get back into it. Um, we were at a good end for for Domas's try, literally oh, right in front Domiz's of us, the right out. side of the pitch yeah. as well. You could see his line coming a mile off. Oh, you, a you, you could see it. Marcus, m- Marcus just got his his red cape out, pulled it yeah. in the forwards, sucked him in. See you later. I'm gonna pop. The best ball bit about that, that try hole. as well is
0: I'm, I've watched it since. Like obviously we went a couple of phases right. And Daniel yeah. taking a carry and Andre taking the carry. And then you can see Marcus just wrap around the other way on the, onto the, onto the blind side. And like, give it all, give it all, give it all. He can see that so easy. You see the matchup. How many times this season have we watched Marcus Smith give a little inside ball to Alex Brown on a flying line? But this time... How many was...
1: times are we going to see that for England over the summer? Oh, we're going, going to well. see it the for USA England. We're going to
0: see England with Jack Kenningham and Joe Marcher there as well. Just ridiculous. So
1: good. So good. Can I, I feel, talk um...
0: about... Um, sorry. Can I talk about Cowan Dickey? Yeah, why not? So I watched that, the sale game in the semi-final, you know, his trademark almost, when he's arrowing the ball over from three yards out. And although they did take the ball through phases close to the line and score cut of times, I mean, Sam Simmons' troll was unbelievable. The athleticism of that bloke to almost have space hoppers in his hips and bounce up and, you know... He did bounce up, didn't he? Absolutely flew up. i watched it a couple of times, but we defended that. Phases those phases of the game when they were flying in from three or four yards out, better than I've ever seen us defend it. Jack Kenningham on his nose flying out. I've watched the replay mm. a couple of times. Scott Baldwin is down on one knee in a sprint start, ready to put his face over the ball and stop that. Stop that phase of the game. And although there was some extended pressure, we gave away the yellow card to Marcus in that sort of quite typical a way of scoring tries. At no point did I feel like they actually had massive, massive momentum in those in those
1: phases of the game. That was an incredible period for us because oh. we not only do you go a man down in the final against Exeter, you lose your talisman, you, you yeah, lose your number 10, of your playmaker, the one that pulls the strings. And yeah, that's when you think, Christ, we're going to have to hang in here for 10 minutes until we can actually restore a bit of uh, structure to the to a style of play. We actually came out that 10 minutes better. We managed to score a try. It's almost like, and <laughs> here's a little exclusive for you. So um Alan Wynne-Jones is obviously an Adidas athlete um shame for him getting injured for the lines this weekend as well by the way but he was talking to one of my colleagues after the six nations um when they just lost in the final game to france and they were saying that france getting the red card actually helped france because it galvanizes the group it brings them all together they play that little bit harder they cover that extra inch on the pitch they, they really put everything into absolutely every aspect of the game. And uh, there was almost no element of that to it for us. We we go a man down, all of a sudden everybody ups their game to a, a new level that they didn't yeah. know they had in them, just for that 10 minute period. So I think it benefited us. Um Will, we definitely Carlos, responded the right way. Will Colo's try? I was just about to talk about that as well. That was that was ridiculous. That was the exceptional. Strength of the man. He just wouldn't quit on it, would he? He got his rewards, he just he wouldn't die. He could have easily hit the floor, he could have easily sort of ridden the tackle and drawn down an extra meter forwards, but he, he just wouldn't hit the floor. Um, little shout out for Sarah ridiculous. Beckett as well, calling,
0: calling the size of the man's quads pre-game.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's nothing new, is it? It's no. New. That's probably worth talking about as well. We, d- we didn't actually get to that bit, but we were actually sat behind the sticks as well with, with Dave Rogers and um, the full Harlequins women's squad who, who turned up to support the lads as well. So they really added to the fun of our day, didn't they? Lots of good chat going on, lots of drinks and lots of noise. So again... So many people to thank for our day because it was so special. We had a lot of fun, and, and they were definitely part of that as well. So we called it as well. We said, "Look,
0: you've won your trophy. Now we're gonna, now going to double up. We're going to get both of them."
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We haven't even talked about that. Yet. We've done yeah, the I, was, I
0: literally <laughs> waiting. For, I mean, we've got a vague agenda. Here. I was literally waiting to go. Uh, I'm going to get sidetracked because exactly. We managed- and that's what the I thing, think. We- we're not we're not bagging them I mean, of course we're going to talk about it we've just got to try and follow
1: this vague plan we've got but I know I know but we, we almost got lucky the fact that we were sat in that group because we managed to blag our way into the afterthought <laughs> didn't we oh, such sat, sat with brag. Quinn's <laughs> such humble brag sat with Quinn's women and Dave Rogers all of a sudden we managed to get the magical purple wristband which I've still got by the way yeah, I've, I've still had, got mine of course I have had to take it off but yeah, um,
0: I'd take it off at work
1: And yeah, they had the Premier 15's trophy there and obviously the Premiership trophy. So it was just a massive photo shoot with loads of food and drink and and family and friends. It was amazing. I don't know how six months ago when we started a pod in January, just me and you rambling in our... In our front rooms talking about Quinns and how everything's going horrendously. We've lost the head coach. We've got no de- like no design to our play and, and no structure and our defence is crap. And all of a sudden, there we are six months later, winning a Premiership final and we're somehow at the after party because we talk into a microphone about what we think. <laughs> how my, does that work? On my school laptop. <laughs> how does that work? That's, that's nah, I still can't get around it. anyway, back to we'll the, the game. We'll dive into
0: that later. But I want to talk about Lewis Liner.
1: Oh, I do as well, obviously. Oh, my God. Two tries in the Premiership final. You can't well, argue with that, can you? That's my boy. First try, looked like all was lost because the ball gets dished out behind Marcus. He has to go chasing it, loses about five metres. And he in. pulls out, yeah, the magician, mate, the magic man, the oh, goosey. Man. He pulls out the goosey. And I actually watched the highlights. And I think it's Ben Kay's commentary. And it's like, he sums it up perfectly. You know, it's coming. You can see it's coming but you've got to wait for it because you don't want to jump out of line. But then if you wait for it, he's just held you for an extra second or moment. And that gives him the chance to create the space and put Lewis Liner through the hole. So again, that that unstructured play where we were sort of scrapping around trying to collect the ball again. And then Marcus creating a goose step and and Lewis threw the hole out of nothing. So Finish you, know what the you, corner. You, you say Lewis through
0: the hole. It wasn't a big he hole. Broke a tackle. No, he broke the tackle. Yeah, it was he broke the
1: tackle.
0: It wasn't. Watching him play this year, that boy, and I've, 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 after the Newcastle game, you know, ran that little inside drift and then ch- like accelerated onto the outside shoulder. That boy can finish.
1: Oh, 100%. that boy
0: can finish. And we've seen it through this year from that first try he scored in that big heading, against wasp until the final. That boy can finish. And the bit I loved about it, again, like you say, it wasn't a, max, it wasn't a big hole, it was a gap. And he's must have some serious strength through the hips. I mean, we said when he when we first saw him run out of the tunnel at
1: Newcastle, he's put on some size. Yeah, you can tell he just, that actually. Strength through the hips is a really good way of describing it. You can tell that he's got a little bit of a low center of gravity, yeah. but so much speed and so much composure in sort of powered through. He does hey, powered through the gap and then gave it the arm
0: in the air, pointing to the try. I going love that, that way. No one's catching me.
1: I love that. And then I think um I think he's one of those players that perhaps it. it his surgeon form came a little bit too late, but he can feel slightly hard done by by not getting a look in, in the England squad this summer. But maybe. the the depth in that England squad for the wing department is ridiculous, so maybe it is slightly too soon. But I don't think it will be long before he's he's not just knocking on the door, but kicking that thing in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but even even with his second try, it shows that like this is,
1: this is the best one. This is, is the a, best one.
0: It's footballing ability, because let's be honest, like you know, ball comes out the back. Through the hands, Marcus Tyrone Green. The pass from Tyrone Green wasn't
1: perfect. No, this is the best thing about the this thing try. It,
0: the one thing it did do is it put him It put him into the gap with the ball running forward. He stuck his hand out, clawed it in like he was filling a gully, rips it in, and then the swan dive into the corner, slams the ball down, and I
1: lost my mind. I remember it in the stands. I remember it in the stands because that was the moment with five minutes to go. About that. Well, not even barely even take. now. But
0: it's believe now. Extra scored with three minutes left on the clock and only took a yeah, 20 second. With, with
1: very little time left. That was the kind that was the moment where I was like, it's it's ours to lose. We've got one hand on it. And I just remember that moment thinking, how, how is this? It was like an out-of-body experience, but as you yeah. said, the skill, the skill that kid's got to pluck the ball out of the air above his head with one hand at that point in the game with everything on the line. It was, it was like it was Ben Stokes on the boundary, mate, plucking it out yeah. of the air like that. And he managed to do that whilst in motion, gather it. And, and as you say, the rest is history. The way he flew into that corner, it was, it was freakish skills. Freakish. Question, question for you. Okay.
0: What were you feeling when Exeter
1: scored at the end? Oh, straight after us? Yeah. I, you know what? I wasn't actually that worried. <laughs> I, I fucking was. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know why. I just had that feeling. I was like, it's too late. We're too good to let them come back and score twice. There's still a lot they need to do. I, yeah, no, I just felt... Do you see
0: Marla's oh, He said... Don't dollars. you think
1: that's weird, though? There's absolutely no way I should have felt like that. I should have been yeah. myself. I don't know how you've not felt like but that, because I, I was I was all over the place. Just that aura of confidence that the players generate and, and give to the fans, but crazy. Maybe, yeah, I saw Yeah, I saw Joe... Sorry, maybe, I interrupted you now. I saw Joe you interview saying it's, yeah. Maybe it was fun, me... Isn't it?
0: Maybe it was me even thinking it was too good to be true. I was like, oh, extra, classic, brilliant, here we mm-hmm. go. But, like, yeah, Marlon's interview, Dom was goes, boys, we just need one clean exit. And they kick it 20 yards, go for the ball, two phases, hog it and score. Exactly. And completely Typical, lost all it? control.
1: Typical, isn't it? There was actually one try that we haven't talked about yet. There was lots of tries, actually, yesterday. Yeah. We've just put 40 points on the extra Chiefs. So that's no, yeah, no, no, no mean no. feat. But there was one, which has got to be a contender for try of the season, because oh, I think... Know, it's like in your, your year seven P lessons where you've got to make every single player touch the ball before you're allowed to score. <laughs> Ty- Tyrone Green catching it, probably about 60 metres out, making the break, giving it to Lewis Liner, offloading to Kenners. Everyone's offloads were sticking. Um, everyone's decision-making was bang on the money. It was fast, dynamic. We were clinical. We, we ship it out wide. Um, not only do we make 60 metres, but we're using the width of the pitch side to side. March starts to break a tackle down the end and then one phase, DC off the back well. of the rug, sticks it over to, to Andre and you're not stopping him from five, six metres out with, with your team still behind him because we were playing that fast. Exeter were nowhere to be seen. It was wow. it was incredible, like, like counter-attacking rugby where the decision-making was on point and the skill sets of every single player was was on point. It was incredible. I think that's got to be one of the tries of the season. Just for the the point in the final, the way we scored it, it was after halftime as well, so we came out firing. It's exactly what we need in the second half. The significance of that is the knock-on effect it then has. There's so many little factors to it, and yeah, every player touched it. It was like, so Matthew Carney, me- or whatever his name was, it was like, you're not allowed to score until every player's yeah. touched it now.
0: It certainly made me smile. Um, yeah. And then, you know, they get the ball with 50 seconds left on the clock. They've got a all i'm thinking at that point is just don't give away a penalty don't give them a 40 meter exit yeah. and have given some to give them some territory they're too good they'll do it to us and i was honestly thinking that and i know it's really cliche "No, oh, i always believed in the boys maybe that's a, a, a an obvious thing to say but i i didn't know I, I just it felt almost too good to be true at one point and then the turnover comes and i remember people jumping around and screaming and shouting and
1: yeah you know, I remember. Do, I remember me and D Rose just totally lost our heads. We but I, I remember embracing, jumping around. The game wasn't even over yet.
0: And this, but I, I don't think. Might, might correct me. I don't think I was like that. I think I.
1: No, you, me, and you were total opposites. In fact, so there's so many incredible photos that came out of yeah. the weekend, and there's so many I want to get framed and marked up with Gallagher Premiership final, Exeter wins, twenty sixth of June, etc. So many I want to get up for my future man cave. So if anybody knows someone that does that kind of thing, let me know because yeah. that'd be amazing. 100%. But I, there's so many incredible photos, and I look at them and I feel a little bit emotional looking at them. Um, and one of them, but I, I just love it so much, is me and you stood in the stand. There's you with your hands on your heads, just a total nervous wreck and there's me with my hands above my head just singing my head off and if there was ever a photo to illustrate two different emotions (laughs) and and like everything encapsulated in one photo with the score line in the background the clock in the red it's that photo if you're watching if you're watching this on the youtube stream we'll have
0: it flashed up now but it's unbelievable Uh, but i I love it
1: i remember in that moment feeling like
0: i can't i can't think about it now i'm looking up the clock and going 30 seconds and I, I didn't have it in me to start screaming and shouting. I remember feeling the excitement of getting the ball back. Yeah. But and then I, I, at that point, they go for a phase. I'm Thomas takes it into the tackle. And I've watched this back since Joe Marlow is lying on the floor. Just watch. I don't know if you said it. Just watching Danny Kerr count down the clock, waiting for it to go out. I don't remember watching the ball leave the field of play. I remember seeing it hit Danny Kerr's boot, and at that point, losing all control.
1: Yeah. The only thing I remember from that moment, eight exactly what you say is A coming off his boot and then the bench flooding onto the pitch that's what I remember and then I remember just everybody around us just losing all control it was wicked it was insane it's funny actually because I look at my bank account and I'm like ah I've spent a silly amount of money this weekend and then I look and then I remember we've won the league and I look at my bank account and I'm like I should have spent way more money (laughs) this weekend we've just won the league like why have I still got money left (laughs) I'm probably not done spending yet I still want to get those photos framed and various yeah, no, other I'm, things I'm done and whatever but I'm 100%. not done yet actually I just bought one of those um, match day programs for a tenor you can yeah, buy them go- and they send it to you yeah i got one as well I'm actually a little bit gutted that the the tickets were digital and I haven't got like a physical Yeah, I was saying ticket, the same oh, been, it was someone, quite cool. Someone said the same thing to me just having that physical ticket having that physical
0: bit of paper it's special, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I've it actually is. got a little
1: scrapbook um which I started when I was quite young and it's got all of like my sporting moments in there. Yeah. And I've got still tickets. Got I've still got it. Yeah. It's it's quite sick actually. I look back and this it's funny because through, through your life you'll go to so many sporting events, you'll do so many cool things, trips, holidays, whatever. And you'll forget about half of them because your brain's only got so much space yeah. to remember things, and and you've got to prioritize things like work or whatever or the boring stuff that's important. And like that's the kind of thing I'd love to have put in there. I've actually got a ticket. I think it's the two thousand and four Powergen Cup final. Yeah, that's what it was called, um, and it was Newcastle versus Sale. And obviously it was the year after we'd won the world cup and yeah. Johnny Wilkerson was injured, but he was there. So me and my dad went anyway, and he was the water boy. And I remember we got, I don't know how it happened. Maybe my dad pulled a few strings or something, but we managed to meet his parents in the car park. And um, I think we were speaking to a few other ex Newcastle players that were at, in and around the stadium. And, and I remember it so like vividly, yeah. but only because I'm talking about it now, I would, never would have thought of that memory unless really? we had this conversation. And I've got that ticket in my scrapbook. And this is the kind of thing where maybe in 20 years' time, you've got kids, whatever, and you can say, yeah, yeah look, go through this and go make your own memories. I don't know. Anyway, awesome. getting sidetracked. Getting yeah. sidetracked.
0: Might be a long and prosperous time having kids, but... Um, <laughs> 20 years? <laughs> well, ever. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I have to, have to have to find somebody willing to, you know... Put- <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there? Mike, Mike Brown's
1: part of the package deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we have she has to be all right. She has to be all right. Yeah, don't exactly. Ask questions.
1: <laughs> she has to be all right. Looking at Mike Brown on the wall for the rest yeah. of her life. The photo um, of Nev sits on the
0: nightstand and it doesn't move
1: ever. <laughs> exactly. There's a couple more things I want to talk about. Um, yeah, I got a couple as well. On, not, go not, go. To, not to do with the game anymore because I think we've we've done yeah, that. Yeah, on. Yeah. If um if anyone listens to this is like us, they would have watched the highlights about five times. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Um. So the ceremony. Yeah. Brownie obviously lifting the trophy, which was great. And he ducked out pretty swiftly because I know he didn't want to be front and centre of it. Because yeah. I assume it's because he didn't play, but great for him to be able to lift the trophy. One of my favourite moments, because of COVID, the players had to hand out the medals to each other. Yeah, It was that moment with Domas and Steph, who have both yeah. led us quite well this season. Um Maybe fairly evenly, I suppose, because Steph's had a few injuries, yeah. um, which is probably why they both lifted it. But when they were handing the medals to each other, it was such a bromance and there was such like such smugness but positive, like a good smugness like yeah. they couldn't quite believe they'd done it there was something yeah. quite um, humbling about it and both of them were just sort of just teasing each other a little bit like how, how are we here and Thomas goes walking off forgetting the trophy and Steph's just like oh you're forgetting something mate comes over collects the trophy, so good and then so like good. even like
0: Joe Marl is not a Guys, to really outpour some outpour his emotion, obviously but almost after every game you see him with his family, which is so nice. But like, you don't often see him getting really like in the mix, the fans, and he's walking over to the corner and giving it the old sh- 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 shout yeah, down. Yeah. And then, way, oh, you see that, yeah. You can, and you can, what I find really nice is that in those sort of moments, you can see which players are onto which players first. Yeah, you can see the connections that they have with certain people. You yeah, see the two,
1: two people I didn't realise got on so well or had a little bit of a bromance is is Joe March and James Lang. Those yeah. two just seem like best mates. It's such a shame Lang is leaving because they have obviously got a really good connection. It's and, to see and, mate go. Yeah, but... um, yeah, exactly. I'm glad they got to got to end it that way. And they're obviously all at the ship right now. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're here, sat here. We're sat here on Monday evening, day three. Yeah. Day three. I mean, um, I had a huge weekend. I was at the ship yesterday. In fact, I, we haven't even talked about this yet. Yeah. Um, obviously Saturday night was huge afters should we should we go um, in Saturday night
0: should we go come should we go in Saturday night and have a little chat about it quickly as we leave the ground obviously everyone's on the everyone's on the pitch everyone's getting kicked out we're all, get, we're all getting after leave and we're outside the stadium we, we got to bump into text had a bit big colour with him Um, chatting to a few of the academy boys and we had really good chats with George Hammond and Jack Musk and George Head and Lennox those sort of guys and then we make our way back over the stoop you and I blag well, our way we were invited in, in by some really
1: nice people in the club you um, about on the, on the pitch oh I know I why was, you want to talk I so about this now I know, why you, I know why you want to talk about this now Michael's oh. going to try and claim that he slotted a 40 metre drop goal oh, on the hallowed absolutely the is <laughs> I wish it
0: was on camera I do you know what I'm going to email the club I'm going to call someone I'm, I'm hoping CCTV this CCTV <laughs> somewhere on the pitch I want that footage for anyone that's anyone that's there and the guys are back Will Trenholm if you're listening to this back me up get in touch I'm going to DM you <laughs> We were sat there with texts. We were having a chat and there was this ball there and I thought,
1: look, can't, can't not give it a go. I wanted to take that ball home with me as well, but I managed to lose it. You tried to hide it in the bush, didn't you? (laughs) It got got to a point in the night where I was like, right, I've got to make a choice now. Do I hold this ball in my hand for the next two hours? Do I hold a few beers? And obviously the beers... Yeah. the ball should so have gone of the jumper stuck, I, stuck, I stuck the ball in the corner um behind one of the food trucks and it was the least well hidden thing ever but at that point I just wasn't that bothered I thought you know what if it goes it goes it's, it'll find a better home um, I'm devastated because that's
0: the ball that I genuinely slotted in that drop no arches, in fairness, in fairness you, did start,
1: you did start a great job going it first attempt as well that's the attempt. Th- you'll never kick a rugby ball again mate no I you'll did start that's
0: my rub. that's my playing career not there wasn't before but just being yeah. that being in that moment we, we have to talk about um and this might be quite cool for people to listen to because obviously, you know, we were amazed, just ridiculous being there. Laurie Darrymple's speech, and this is where I want to bring in the double champs. Yeah, it wasn't forced, it wasn't cliche, it wasn't patronizing, it was the best celebration of an of a rugby club
1: I've ever it was. It was a known, rugby club celebration, and
0: everything we've seen on Twitter, all the social media is celebrating, not the men, not the women, it's celebrating the club. And we were so lucky. Obviously, we got to know some of these people. We were so lucky to spend most of the day with some of the women's players. You know, we were sat with Izzy and we were sat with Jess, Ellie Green, all that lot. You know, we were sat, Beth, sat with all of them. And it wasn't a celebration of an individual team. It wasn't a celebration of the 15 or 23 blokes that played at Twickenham on Saturday. It wasn't a celebration of the 23 women that brought home a, a, an Allianz Fifteens trophy at Kingsholm two three weeks ago. It was such a celebration of the club. And it Lord was just a big party, wasn't it? It was such there was, a party. There was
1: trolleys of beers getting wheeled in. And wheeled in. Every time I finished a bottle of prony, one was in my hand again before I could even turn around. It was so good. It was so good. It was one of those days, if you don't get the beers, the beers get you. Yeah, and that's that's what the lads are after today, isn't it? They're at the ship today. I was there yesterday, actually. With they um, went down to Brighton the on the Sunday,
0: day, I think as well. They did,
1: they did. Um, I think it was like Olympic theme fancy dress. Went down to Brighton for the day. I've no, I've not seen any photo evidence apart from all of the fancy dress. So I imagine it was like fairly loose because yeah. apart from seeing them all in their fancy dress, there's not been much else. You just put your um, phone away and don't don't talk to anyone. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones, isn't it? One of those ones. And then I went to the ship in the evening. um and all the coaches staff were there. Yeah. Nick Evans was there, Jerry Flannery was there, Adam Jones, Billy Millard, they were there till close. Obviously we were there till close as well. Um a little, a little bit worse for wear become come the end yeah. of it. Um and it was just incredible and there was I bumped into someone there who, who listens to the pod and he was singing our praises and like I'll never get tired of hearing things like that. I'm just yeah. I'm just someone that sits here and talks into a microphone about Quins. I absolutely love it. And for people to come up to you and a bar, but I obviously got ribbed by my mates for it, but and quite oh rightly God, so, so, probably much. quite quite rightly slow, probably. But I just, it's so good. It's definitely not good for my ego, but no. it's, fu- it's so class in it. Got managed to get a drink out of it as well. Well, it was worth it for that, isn't it? free almost worth it. percent oh, worth it for that. And then obviously the players at the ship today. Some look a little bit worse aware. Joe marlon looks horrendously hungover. Oh, I, don't think, look, I
0: don't know if it's hungover, though he's had no sleep because he's got a newborn, but yeah, he well, two.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He'll be going home waking a baby up as opposed yeah, to the yeah. other way around. Probably
0: chop a chopper, chopper back from Wandsworth down
1: to Heathfield. They just look like they're having the best time and they oh, deserve it. All little, every single moment. Different chance the, going on. Yeah. Prime trophy
0: on guys, his head. Oh, even some of the guys that we spoke to, some of the guys that didn't play, you know, Will Evans for example what an important part of our year that man has been yeah, and just to, to, to give those people that day to give James Lang that day you know to give Tom Lawley that day who didn't start the final to give Joe Gray and Will Collier that day that they had in 2012 yeah, yeah
1: and w- and DC you know, and DC as well those four and obviously I Nev mean, and JTH
0: yeah and that's the most that's one of the things that I love about it most is that this isn't it's not a whole new group, although it feels so so different. It's not. It's got. It's yeah, got, it feel different. It's got you know storyline through it. It's got, it's
1: got, the, it's queens got DNA. the same bits of
0: thread, and it's got DNA of what the club is. Yeah, um, embedded all over it. I mean, I think that's where we'll sort of leave the the day, the occasion, everything like that, because it, it was completely mad. And like I say, I, I can't ever wash the smell out of the shirt. It's just champagne and. Just you know, steady lager. Should we talk about what's next? What's next? I mean, let's talk about some of the things that we've had, we've seen. I mean, usually we like to say, "Ladies like to say we record this on the Sunday." That didn't happen this week because we ended up kicking on a little bit into the double day, so we're recording this on <laughs> Monday night. And even yeah. in the last few hours, we've we've just found out that four of our lads are going to be in England con- England selection, you know, contention this summer. Three of them, I'd imagine, were probably expected: Marchant, Thomas, and Domison and Marcus. Yeah. But how unbelievable for Jack Cunningham to get a call at The rise of Jack Cunningham. Ugo Monia called it on the front row a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I, even I was surprised, actually. And I'm a fan. I know what he can do. But I think Ugo's got a good point. There is something a little bit different about him. The way he carries the ball. Um, he's got good footwork. He stays up. Um, he can create a little bit of space out of nothing. There's something a little bit different to him. He's obviously a good jackler as well. But you look at the other sevens in the squad. I don't think he's going to start. There's obviously Sam Underhill in there. There's Ben Curry. Yeah. The amount he's going to learn off those two players, just by being in that environment as well, he'll come back to Quinn's a better player than he already is. And that's just a scary thought for the next season. So yeah. him, Webb, Luke Wallace, we've got a, a real stable of proper sevens now. Proper sevens. And so I'm excited for him. He'll be over the moon. I wonder if... um I don't think they're at the ship. I haven't seen any seen Jack Kenningham, Marcus Smith, Don Brandt, March, and any of the, the ship stuff, I imagine, because it got announced today, they're off to camp. Maybe they're trying um, to camp, yeah. Yeah, I mean, three days on the source, and then into yeah. England camp probably isn't the best prep, it? So, yeah, I think ah. they're, they're probably on their way there now. Yeah, I reckon
0: they would be fine.
1: Um, well, yeah, they've done two days. They've done two days. Um, other you- thing I wanted to talk about, loads of things I want to talk about, actually. Obviously, hugely proud of our four lads getting called up for England. There's some other big news that's come out today. A couple of bits of big news. Yeah. One is the rumour, which is effectively signed, sealed, delivered. It's everything but confirmed. is Tabai Matson yeah. as head coach for next season. Now, I want to get your opinion on this because we've just won the league with a group of coaches and that man at the helm, Billy Millard, who will probably be the first to say he's not at the helm. He just right. oversees and, and guides and, and lets his coaches breathe and do their thing. I did a bit of reading and apparently that's kind of the role that Tavoy max is going to come in and play. And if that is true, then I'm cool with that because I think A, you don't want to stand still in sport because you'll end up going backwards. There's no such thing as standing still. And if you're not doing something new, then you will be going backwards. So I think it's right that we bring somebody new in. And we've said that all along. I just hope we don't change the dynamic of what we've got too much because it, it's a winning machine. And I think, I think that's the key thing.
0: And we spoke about it, how long ago it was. If the club had gone for a elite name, let's say a Razzie Erasmus, let's say a Scott Robertson, something like that, which I'm sure at times there was conversations from what we've heard and what we've read. That doesn't bring, and maybe it does, maybe, I don't, maybe it doesn't, that doesn't bring the DNA that we've now formed this year with the four, with the four or five guys that are in, in charge and in control and i know that in that article that we've read we read billy goes back to gm if you then go and stick a head coach in or a director of rugby or whatever the job title is i think it's head coach i don't think it's dor you coach, rip up yeah. everything that we've we've achieved this year with the group that we've had in place and you can't do that you have to you have to put trust in them but also you're right you have to move forward
1: yeah i agree with you i i don't think I don't think he will go in and rip up. I think he'll go in and adapt. So yeah. that he'll obviously, I hope he goes in and allows the coaches to continue doing what they're doing. But obviously, as head coach, he'll he'll have the lead role. Yeah, and, like, so, and, and that's and obviously Billy's still involved, which is great.
0: Of course, of course, of course. And you know, seeing someone like Jordan Turner Hall, who's now part of the setup, and Charlie Marcorone, who's been in there as a player, Adam Jones, and and you know, and everyone else. That person that now is, come, is going to come in, if it is Tabai Matson, if that's who it is, and if that's what's going to what's going to be, it's. I would hope and I would imagine been given to him that he buys into the club, and maybe that's not that sounds a bit more forceful than these two. He they, they've picked him because they believe he will buy into what we're doing. I'm sure yeah. they would have had other other people in the in the line that would have done. Things differently, or would have done things slightly their own way, and maybe change this, and maybe change that. And of course, there'll be changes, like you said. If you're not, if you're, you know, if you're not changing or not evolving, you're effectively going backwards. Yeah. But the guy that is going to come in, I believe, have been, has been picked. If it is going to be him, if it isn't going to be him, I still think whoever it is that comes in will do the same job that we're speaking about now. They will have picked him because they believe he will buy in to what we're doing now with this group of coaches with this group of players.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, his rugby CV is pretty decent as well. Anyway, he's been the Fiji attack coach. He coached at Bath for a little bit, coached the Chiefs for a little bit. So he's been around internationally. Um, he's been in England before, which I think we will we'll bode well. So interesting to see how things develop. But I think you don't want to rest on your laurels when you just no. want the league. You, you want to continue to, to develop and grow. So interesting to see where we go from here. Another new man potentially coming in. I've just seen rumours again on social media. Paul Asiki, unfortunately, Achilles injury, going to be out for a very long time. Um, suffered it in training, which is a shame because I'd love to have seen him running at 12 for USA against England at Twickenham this summer. That would have been really cool. But unfortunately, he's ruled out. So we can bring someone in as injury cover. I've seen Hugh Jones, the Scotland centre, being rumoured. What are yeah. your thoughts on that one?
0: I don't really know. I have i can't self-watch loads of him play other than during Six Nations time in... Um, from what I remember from watching, I think it was in the England game. Was, it, it was a couple years ago when he's you know big barrelling centre that runs hard and is
1: tore us apart. Is a silky runner. He reminds me quite a lot of Marchant, actually.
0: Yeah, a maybe, maybe, a bit, maybe a bit more physical and a bit a bit bigger, maybe a touch more direct. Joe might be slightly more silky, but
1: yeah, a bit know, more of a twelve basically. Yeah, because when you've yeah, got Luke Northmore and Joe Marchant, you don't really need a third thirteen, do you? But yeah, I think he'll come in and play that twelve role temporarily. Um, until we've got big Paulie back and I think he said or it's rumoured that he'll go over to Bordeaux or something he's going to have a short term deal here is what yeah. I've heard and then he'll and go maybe over that, to top maybe that would be a
0: good thing you know if you get another oh yeah perfect, but, perfect. experience perfect. around the group for another however long it is if it is a short term deal you know doesn't young run. young you know fit aggressive aggressive in his running uh, we're
1: losing a couple of Scots and, and Scott Steele's going to be by himself so it's good to bring another Scotchman. yeah
0: true yeah
1: <laughs> good to see Stelco on Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good to see him. Good to see him. Hope we catch up for a bit in Teddington
0: at some point, Scott. In good think?
1: form. And Tex. I really want to go for a bit with Tex. I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a love that guy. Um, Where do you want to go now, mate? I mean, look. That's that's all the news I kind of had in terms of gossip and transfers. But there's, there's one thing I want to do to, to end the episode because this is our last episode of the season. Yeah. And albeit we've only been doing it since January but we feel like the the journey that we've been on with all our all our listeners and and with the players and the club and everybody has been pretty special so I mean we've got loads of thank yous to the people that listen to this and and actually humor us and actually listen to us because it makes us feel great and it's why we do it we originally started to to escape lockdown and have a little bit of nostalgia on Quinn's memories and and keep ourselves busy, really. It was more for us. Um, and then and we realised people were loving it and we, we kept going. And, and now we're in a position where we're, we're sat here as Premiership champions. And I've got loads more mates than I've ever had before. I've met loads of new people in the last month alone at different games, at different special moments. And we, can, we can't wait to pick up again next season and then go again. But the reason for doing all this is because we want to bring the fans closer together again. Um, and although... domestic season has finished we want to go one more time so this will be our last episode on the pod but what we want to do this sunday is host a twitter space on our harlequins pod twitter account and that's basically like clubhouse or like radio station if you don't know what clubhouse is and and we'll host it on there all of our fans can join it's basically a big community where we can all talk about quins and share our thoughts on the season highlights lowlights Various different memories. It'll be a great open forum. Um, we've had so many people asking to come on the pod, which is quite humbling. And and I've been just, I've been a yes man basically saying yes to absolutely <laughs> everybody. It's going to be impossible to get everybody on. But what better way than to create this online community on Twitter for an hour or two um, on a Sunday evening and, and just talk to each other and, and celebrate what was an incredible season and, and for us in particular, a, a pretty crazy six months.
0: Yeah. Like that's going to be a new experience for me. I've never done anything you know, on that sort of Twittery, lively stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. And like you say, we've met so many people this year that, you know, we can't also, we can't all talk to everyone, you know, one by one week by week, because it just doesn't work like that. But if we can get, you know, a few people that, that log on and, and have a chat with us and just give us some of their thoughts on what's been the most unbelievable season, um, I'd be really cool. I'd be really keen for that, and hopefully, exactly uh, uh, enough will. of us. Enough. Yeah, of us. exactly. We're, let's we're let's put putting it the mic else. down. We'll put exactly. the mic down, and we'll hand it over. You lot have all listened to our ramblings for long enough. It's time for time for us to hear you. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'd be a really really cool thing to do
1: to end this season. Oh, and... I'm so excited for that. Let's um, yeah. we'll put some information out on Twitter this week. Keep an eye out for it. We'll host a live conversation on Twitter and, and let everybody have their say. We've had enough yeah. of our voices, so. Yeah, big thank you from me. I'll, I'll let you do your own thank you as well, Mike. But yeah. here we are. End of the season. What a ride, mate. What, what's what been your highlight? What's been your low light? Special memories. I mean, we're sat here as the, the Premiership winning podcast. <laughs> if that counts for anything. Was, I remember Laurie Davenport doing this. This <laughs> is ridiculous.
0: But Laurie giving a speech in the ground in the stoop on Saturday night at whatever time it was. God knows. Can't count that late. And... He said, "We've not got only the best men's side in the country. We haven't got the best women's side in the country. We haven't got the best fans in the country. We've got it all." And <laughs> he's going, "Yeah, I'm the best podcast."
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, I said that. No, I said that. I was going to say I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's right though. Facts. Just me being an arsehole. But no, mate. Like, talking facts, mate. Talking facts. Um, we'll do all the, you know, the highlights and the lowlights and the ups and the downs next week with all the fans I think that'd be a really fun thing to do but just for me I think I said it to him when I at the time if everyone listening wills the brains behind this it doesn't happen without him it does all the edits does, all the, does most of the social media the game is unrivaled it does such an unbelievable job it's been so cool for me and him to do this this year I've got some unbelievable photos I mean we've not had a photo together since we were about 16 at home back at grandma and grandpa's in the front room yeah, we yeah. both look like spotty teenagers but <laughs> mate this video has been so class and you know Getting that day at the end of it with everyone that we've met, and me and you sat in the stoop God knows what it was, drinking some beers and enjoying our time. we was saying I'll never forget, and it's been class. And mate, you're doing such a good job with this, and you make me look better. So, anyway, yeah, <laughs> no to leave it up than that. But everyone, thanks so much for listening. It's been an unbelievable year. Thank you, everyone, so much for your support. All the love on social media, all the love in the last couple of weeks that we've been in there for, it's been absolutely brilliant. And we can't thank everyone enough. Everyone that's come on, all the players, all the guests, from Mike Beauville to Chris Robshaw to Techno. Bezby on the gate. Bezby on the gate as well. All our friends down there. Unbelievable the year. And we leave as Premiership Champions. we We leave as Premiership Double Champions, the best club in the country we did it and I can't wait to see everyone on some live stuff on Twitter on Sunday and then we'll drink some beers this summer and we'll
1: go again in September whenever the season rolls around again. Hey, all the best mate. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy the off season and uh, we'll be back um, all August September time and uh, we go again. We will. We go again. The, the defence begins. The defence's the title. Thanks everyone.